Hey, what's going on? Good morning. We're back. It's one-way conversation after a nice long weekend. We return uh, and we are oh, shit. We are flying naked. More ways than one today. Or one left the notes in the house. So whatever notes they had on this fucking weekend championship games in the house. I got an idea of what I was going to talk about in my head, but still, some you know, little tidbits of information are going to be left out today. Top of that, we're back in this fucking car, and it's freezing out today. Let's see, what does the... It says 13 degrees outside, according to the thermometer within the car here. And, yeah, I mean, I just can't... I can't fucking defrost. Oh, fucking school buses here. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah, I mean, I just my fucking luck. Catch this goddamn school bus. Let's see. Okay, come on. Come on, bus 29726. I mean, do you have to wait for the person to sit down? Come on, sit down. So we can fucking go here. All right, of course you're just going to fucking stare me down instead of letting me go. All right, let's go. Let's get the fuck on the road and get this show moving. Yeah, so I got, I'm all, I'm, all, I'm all fogged up, iced over. There's just nothing I can do, man. It's fucking brutal. Uh, today was going to be the day I was going to bring it by to the shop, but eh, I got to do it like on the way in. I got to walk over to the train station. I'm not going to fucking do that today. Let's just get there. Let's just get to the train station, call it a day. All right. What a weekend we had, huh? Nice long weekend. Taking it easy. Not really. Had a nice party on Sunday, championship party. Fried up some chicken, some biscuits and gravy, sausage and peppers. If you were uh, there for the late night, not late, not even late night, for the second half of the second game. Yeah, it was, uh, I don't know, a pretty successful party, I think. Threw out a bunch of cans and bottles this morning. For a recycle, for the recycle guy, so I think we did okay. Game one, you know what? I mean, I think we we got we you know two two teams that went in seven and a half seven point seven half point frames. I think Casey went to nine uh, sometime on on Sunday. So I think we got we got the championship everybody kind of expected to get. I know some. Shows went out a limb. I thought the Titans were gonna take the title, uh, the AFC title. That proved wrong pretty quickly. Not even pretty quickly. The Titans got off to a nice start. You know, they did what they had to do, they had to build something. You had to get a little foundation against KC. They had a bunch of long drives. The last drive that they had, I think that put them up with 17. Seven was that what the score was? That, long, that drive was like nine minutes long. They held on to the ball for a long time. It's exactly what they needed to do. They did exactly what they w- needed to do to have a chance in that game, which was ball control, keep the ball, which is keeping the ball out of Kansas City's hands on offense. But then after that nine-minute drive, they didn't have another drive over like five minutes. 
until their last touchdown drive, which at that point it was too late. Brought them within 9 or 11, whatever, probably like 11, whatever it was. What was, thir- was the final score? 35 24? See, I got no fucking notes here. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Uh, 35 24. So, yeah, so that, that's the, that was the last touchdown that brought them within uh, 11 that they had a nice long drive with. But. KC, you know, it was kind of the same story from the week before. They got behind early. Uh, this week didn't seem as ominous. I think, I think a couple weeks ago, against the Texans, we were think, you know, we were thinking, you know, what the fuck has Andy Reid gotten himself into? Now he's got to figure out how to come back, you know, twenty-four nothing, and against a team that can put up points. This was a little different. This wasn't. They weren't getting blown out of the water early. It was just it just kind of seemed inevitable that at some point KC was going to make their move. And when they did, baby, they did. And that that touchdown run Mahomes had to uh, put them up at the end of the half is the one we're going to see highlights of. You know, it was a sick sick run, pinballing off players. I think a lot of defensemen were hoping or thinking he was going to go out of bounds. He never did. Not a great, not a great look for the defense. A defense that you needed to make stops in that game when they had the opportunity and to have the quarterback in the open field there, and then not get them down. Something that you need from your defense. I think a nice year for the Titans, though. I, do I think they'll be back in the playoffs next year? I don't. That remains to be seen. I don't. You know what? I don't know. I, I think Henry. I've always liked Derrick Henry, so I'm, I'm under the. I don't know what the word is, not the spell, but I am under the impression that he's going to kind of take off from here, that this is kind of the starting point to his career. They've held off on Derrick Henry for a couple years. You know, he was part of a two-headed monster his first year. This is his third year, I believe, and you know, then last year he was, again, he, he gave up more touches uh, to Deion Lewis. And this year was the year that he kind of a little coming out party here, especially the second half of the year. So what he can do with a halfway decent quarterback, halfway decent offensive line. Oh man, oh man, it's so cold out. Oh, it's now it says eight degrees. It's so cold out you can't run. If you run the uh, everything, it's just inside. Everything just sucks. You hear that? That's me self-defrosting. <sighs> I mean, it's not great, but I'll have to do. Yeah, I know. Everything's gone for shit. Eight degrees. <sighs> Cripes. So, KC, I think, I think they'd be one of the, one of the teams... Early in the season, I think they were one of the teams that people had going to the Super Bowl early on. Uh, so they're there. On the other side of things, we have the San Francisco 49ers, who I don't think people were expecting to go all the way to, to the Super Bowl this year. I think they, I think people thought that Garoppolo was going to be the quarterback of the future. I think coming off the injury, people thought that you know he would need a season or two to a acclimate and you know that wasn't really the case they're a well coached team they're a well rounded team they got a lot going on on defense they got a lot of weapons on offense 
And it's not, like I said, it's not just about Jimmy G. It's everybody. So Garoppolo can go out there and throw eight passes in the NFC Championship game, which is the fewest passes in a playoff game since, like, the 70s. And Raheem Mostert can go for 220 and four touchdowns, whatever the fuck it was, some monstrous day. And the 49ers can handle Green Bay. And what I said about Green Bay last week, they needed to they needed to have a clean game, a perfect type game. A couple picks, a fumble. They had three fumbles, one one lost fumble. And they were not, they were never really able to get in any kind of rhythm that would have you believe they could beat a team uh, like the San Francisco 49ers. And it's been a long time coming for both these teams, right? I mean, yeah, I know the Niners were there a couple years ago with Kaepernick. And um, their loss to the Ravens, the blackout Super Bowl. But, you know, it still feels like a long time, you know, from, from their glory days. And is this, that, that was like, you know, I want to say a fluke season, but it wasn't, a t- it wasn't the building of anything bigger. This feels like something bigger. You know, you got, you had the second pick in the draft. This past season, you get Nick Bosa. You put together this team. Garoppolo comes back. They, you have a five-headed monster running back, running game. And the key is the coaching, coaching and team building, and that's where, and that's where uh, San Fran lies right now. So this, this is seems like the beginning of something, and not just a fluke. And same thing with KC. You know, you have Mahomes who's twenty four years old, is this going to be, you know, like Dallas and the Bills would meet in, in the 90s, is going to be a, a multiple Super Bowl meeting? Is this the beginning of a, of a little Super Bowl rivalry? Patriots, Giants, you know? <laughs> Although the Patriots were their own dynasty, where the Giants were kind of a thorn in their side, happening, happened to show up in the in the Super Bowl a couple times. So, I don't know. We'll talk more about the Super Bowl as we go forward. KC is a small favorite right now. I think that's just going to be the public's going to be on KC. You saw what the Niners can do against... And look, we did a little on on the Titans. Green Bay is a flawed team, and they just... They didn't have the horses. They didn't have the defense that can stop anything really and that came out glaring you know it wasn't Garoppolo it wasn't Garoppolo dropping bombs but they got ran all over them it was like 260 yards running they gave up total so you know they're going to get smoked doesn't matter who's running if, if that's what you're giving up if you're giving up monster holes and the guy's getting through you're going to get you're going to be fucked so they weren't a perfect team and their flaws came came glaring through you can't you know, it's, it's an older Rodgers. It's not a Rodgers who could, who's going to be slinging it, that's going to be running all over it, that's going to be keeping it in the game and keeping it close. It's a, it's more of a... It's more of a game plan of Rodgers, a smart Rodgers. And he's always had the smarts, but it's been a, a, a smart Rodgers, a, a safety Rodgers, where he's not going to... He's not a gunslinger anymore. And he wasn't going to be there, you know throwing for 455 yards or something to keep you in that game. And he couldn't. Not that he ever could against this defense. 
but they they were they were a, a good team that beat up that beat up on a bunch of bad teams to get a bye. They got their bye, and then against the, against a superior 49ers team, all their flaws were on display. And now we have KC and San Fran. You know, it was weird yesterday. Yesterday was Martin Luther King Day. And without even looking at the NBA schedule, I just assumed the Knicks were playing at like noon or something. Because the Knicks always play at the Garden on, M- on, uh, on MLK Day. And then yesterday, I put it on, I put on TV at like 12.30 and there's no basketball on. No pregame. What the fuck is going on here? I knew the, I knew the, I knew the Nets were playing at uh, 3 yesterday. But yesterday was the first time ever that the Knicks didn't play in New York on Martin Luther King Day. They played in Brooklyn a couple years ago. It was the only time they didn't play at the Garden. But that was, I guess there was something going on. The Grammys was going on. I don't know exactly what, was, what happened. But the Garden was out of, out of the question for scheduling purposes. So they played in Brooklyn, which is fine. But then they not have them at the Garden. They played in Cleveland yesterday. It was just fucking weird. Very weird. Uh, we missed... Even I'm a Knicks hater, missed seeing the Knicks on Martin Luther King Day. I think I stuck with the Nets, who are, who led for most of the game against the Sixers yesterday, without Kyrie, against the Sixers, didn't have Embiid. Led for most of the way through the third, gave up the lead at the end of the third, and then had chances down the stretch, but I never felt like the Nets had a chance, man. Even with the lead, I think they're up like 10. I didn't feel comfortable. I didn't feel like they had control of the game at all at any point. Simmons had a big game. He might have had a triple-double. I just remember his stats in the beginning of the fourth were like 28, 9, and 7 or something. So he might have had a triple-double. Nets were playing sloppy, turnovers here and there. And this never felt comfortable with that game ever felt in control or never never felt like they had a lead that they could hang on to now here's a team that's got some problems man you know you went from last year you were the Nets you were the, a little bit of a darling okay you had uh, D'Angelo Russell who was a reclamation project coming from LA and he you know his second year at the Nets and he really stepped up his game he found developed into a a leader on that team he was a ball handler could make the big pass, could make the big shot, can get to the rack. You had Spencer Dimwitty, who was a scrap heap guy who who took a monster step last year to being a, another another leader on the team, and now he's he was kind of asked to step up uh, to the D'Angelo Russell wall with Russell going to LA, uh, going to uh, Golden State, and then Kyrus Levert who. Who was kind of a star in the making, and he had a gruesome injury last year. And now again, he's asked to take a step up, and to be a little more of a number one guy in this team. And 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 now you have, not only you have two new superstars, you have one who's not even playing, and they're both these, like enigmas. You have two of these enigmatic superstars on a team. One who doesn't, who hasn't played. One who barely plays. But who talks? Who comes back and he has everything? He's got opinions upon opinions upon opinions. I'm talking about how they need to retool their team. This guy has been back for didn't play yesterday, 
He's been back. Played like four games. Took another day off. And it's just... There were this, like I said, there were this feel-good team last year that had this, you know, the overused word culture. And they had this culture in the making of Brooklyn behind Sean Marks and Kenny Atkinson. And you had this, they had this feel-good team. And now you, now you have like these two superstars that produce nothing. Okay, Kyrie's never won anything without LeBron. Durant's never won anything without the Warriors. So you have these two guys who who feel who, who, who kind of elevate their own status through, through how they talk without backing it up on the court. Okay, like okay, whatever you've done, whatever championship you won in Cleveland or Golden State, it don't matter anymore. It doesn't count now. It's what you do in Brooklyn that matters now. It's what you do this season or next season that, that's what matters now but they talk they, they, they talk like they have these grand plans again I as much as you want as much as you want to wait for Durant to come back next season that's the next championship window and that's their run. Yeah, fucking do something this year. Build something this year. Don't just say we're waiting for Durant and that's it. That's what the Nets did last year, was they were building something. And then they, they put all their chips in. They went out and got these two guys, hoping to build around what they had, hoping to add on to what they had built. And it just feels like it kind of got torn down. You can't be losing with you can't be losing and having these feel bad conversations, these feel bad post game conversations now. Okay, this is the time where you say, look, we're we're learning, we're gonna build together, we're, we're having we haven't played together a lot, you know, there's been injuries, we're gonna figure it out. You don't start talking about the fucking problems a team has if you're a, a, a team leader. Has Kyrie learned nothing from his fucking tenure in Boston? all the bad blood that he left behind in Boston? Has he learned nothing about being a leader? Son of a bitch. Where's the fucking card? Oh, man. You know... Shit. Alright. I might need to take a quick break. Alright. One quick thing. How do I, there it is. I got it. Never mind. I got it. I got it. Everything's okay, everybody. I found my car to get in the parking garage. One quick thing here. Hall of Fame ballots get released tonight. Major League Baseball. Hall of Fame, that is. Major League Baseball makes a whole fucking thing out of it. It's, uh... I don't know. It's, uh... They make a... It's whatever. Just fucking release the names. It's all just pageantry. Um, my, my guess is this is the year we see a big time steroid user get in. Maybe it's Bonds, probably Bonds. I think this is the year. Okay. Cause here you have, you have all these cheating scandals. It just seems like it's the time. It just seems like it's, it's going to happen now. You have all these cheating scandals have come to light. 
you know, is Mike Trout and HGH, the Astros sign stealing Mookie, uh, Mookie Betts. Um, Alex Cora is going to be throwing a baseball. Who knows? His penalties even come down yet. Just feels like you're going to have Jeter, who's, I mean, no, nobody is 100% clean, but Jeter's going to get in, and he's one of these guys that will always kind of talked up doing it the right way and being that kind of guy and whatever. I mean, he's got a lot of teammates who are not, quote-unquote, doing the right way. But whatever, you're going to have a clean-type guy in Jeter. And, of course, and I just feel like it's going to be... That's going to be the story. It's going to be, all right, Jeter got in, but here's uh, here's Bonds. And, you know, I just feel... It just feels like it's giving a little bit. There's a little bit of... Uh, accepting of the fact that this is part of the game, they did it, and a lot of people say, "Look, Bonds would have been a Hall of Famer with or without steroids," and I tend to agree with that. I think he would have been. The guy was a 40-40 guy. He was a phenomenal ball player before that. He was in Pittsburgh before he started juicing. He was awesome. He was, he was a five-tool player. Then he went. Then he juiced up, and uh, he became. I mean, he became just the guy who could hit the shit out of the ball. And had a great eye and he had all the great tools. He was like I said, he had all the tools needed, and then he became a fucking he became a fucking superhero uh, once he got injected with drugs. You know, that's the thing. You talk about Spider-Man. Spider-Man is nothing without a radioactive spider. But to me, that's the same thing. That's uh that's performance enhancing drugs. You know, you can make any Spider-Man you want. You just gotta have the same recipe put into a spider, bang, get bit. Why don't they do that? Why doesn't anybody fucking do that? Why aren't there millions of Spider-Men? What in the fuck is going on in this parking garage, man? A fucking line of people. Five cars. Oh, man, oh, man. I see spots, but nobody's taking them. Yeah, but I've, I'm not taking them because I have a very specific area where I want to park in. There, not where these guys are going. These dopes. Jesus Christ Almighty. All right. Well, look. Let me get my spot. That's my prediction. You're going to see a stereo guy in there. Have a great fucking day. We'll be back here tomorrow. we got a big week. Sunday poor. Thursday night taping. Uh, once again, Sunday Poor will be back, so check that out if you haven't. And uh, we'll have more one-way conversation throughout the week. We will have notes and liners, and we won't be swimming, flying naked anymore. Have a great fucking day. Don't take any shit from anybody. Talk to you soon.